Broadcasting live from SHRM 2022 at the New Orleans Convention Center, it's time for Workplace MVP, brought to you by R3 Continuum, a global leader in helping workplaces thrive during disruptive times. Now, here's your host. Hey, everyone, your host, Jamie Gasman here, and I'm coming to you from SHRM 2022 Exhibit Hall, and I'm in our three continuum, our show sponsors booth, and joining me is Louis Lessig from Brown and Connery. Did I pronounce that all correctly? You absolutely did. Awesome. Thank you. Well, welcome to the show, Louis. I'm thrilled to be here. Thank you. Well, we're excited to have you on. I know we've been doing a lot of talking before getting on the actual microphone, so give us a little background about your career journey into this space and coming into the kind of HR perspective. I know you're not an HR person, but like talk to me a little bit about how you got here. So actually my undergrad is in HR and I was a student member of SHRM. We won't say when, but when I got <laughs> out, years ago. Mm, sure, <laughs> absolutely. But um, when I was in my major, I was doing an internship at a hospital and the generalist turned to me and said, do you want to do benefits your whole life? I'm sure no one listening to this does benefits. I said, actually, I absolutely do not. And he said, well, then you know what you should do? You should go to law school. So that's what I did. And then while I was in law school, uh, gravitated towards the labor and employment kind of work. Got out and started, I clerked for a judge and then went to one firm, spent 11 months there, and then went to the firm I'm with now, doing employment and labor. Simultaneously, I was also doing a I had a training company where we were doing harassment and all that sort of stuff uh, on the side. So I was doing both till 9-11 and the training stuff went south and I've been doing the whole employment labor stuff since. Wow. <clears throat> and you're in a great spot here. Lots of HR leaders. So yes. what are some of the hot topics you're seeing with your clients right now in the labor and employment law arena? Well, it depends what state you're in. Oh, okay. Because... The whole medical versus recreational marijuana component mm. is fascinating. Uh, the truth is, because of everything around COVID, there's been a lot of the reasonable accommodation components around the ADA and, of course, how we deal with leave and the desire or shifting desires, if you will, in terms of the workforce and how much do they want to come back to the workplace? Do they not want to come back to the workplace? How do we make that happen? Because the law is always trying to catch up. And so it's been a bit more of a challenge than one might think. Uh, and of course, everybody dumps all the stuff at HR's feet, which makes sure that the billable hours just keep on rolling. Mm -hmm. I bet. Yeah. And, and, and I got to imagine with a lot of this remote work, people working from home, that's got to be a whole new kind of caveat with some of the different like work comp rules. Like if I slip in my own kitchen, is that work comp because I was on the clock? I mean, like I'm just... You know, I'm just so curious and fascinated about that. Like, what are you seeing from that perspective with some of the change in the work environments that employers are facing? Well, you can start as early as taking a look at things like how much real estate do they really need anymore? Mm -hmm. uh, and then from there, you move into, like, to your question. You probably don't know this, but if you own your own home, the in comprehensive insurance you currently have on your home already includes part-time workers' comp, generally speaking. You can get a rider if you want full comp coverage on top of your homeowners. Most people don't know this, but when my kids were really young, had like the nanny working full time, and I inquired about this, it was a $60 rider a year 
for full workers' comp coverage. Wow. Best 60 bucks I'd cut every year. Yeah. <laughs> and that covers you as the worker because you're inside the home? Correct. Interesting. Okay. Well, that's a great lesson for our listeners to be hearing about it. Might have to call my insurance company. <laughs> so now I know you're you're speaking at this year's conference, and it sounds like you've got a couple different presentations. So let's start with you giving kind of the titles of the two, and then let's dive into each of them and talk a little bit about you know each one of them. Sure. So <clears throat> tomorrow I'll be talking on adventures in ADA: the good, the bad, and the oh my. <laughs> I love that oh my. Yeah. <laughs> Anytime I'm dealing with the ADA, it's always a function of. You cannot make this up. Yeah. And, and your jaw would either hit the floor or you're just going to start dying laughing. The other, on Wednesday morning, the intro to the president speaking, actually, uh, I will be talking on positive conversations using employment laws as a retention tactic. Interesting. And I suppose that's not going to be a hot topic with all the, the labor and the great resignation or the great reshuffle, depending on who you ask. So let's dive into your ADA and the oh my. So looking at that presentation, what are you hoping your your attendees come out of that with? Like a top three takeaways that you want them to, to get from your presentation. So both presentations are hybrid. So the cool part is I've designed them to engage both the virtual audience as well as the live audience. When we talk about the ADA, it's really about having folks understand two things. The lay of the land in terms of some of the court decisions that have come out over the last year. But then it's also what's in those decisions that are the true takeaways. Because I can tell stories till the cows come home, but it's really what's in it for me, right? That's why everybody's mm -hmm. coming to a session. Yep. And a lot of what you see in the ADA is employers end up tripping up because they don't legitimately go through the interactive process. Or they have a manager that says, oh, I just, I'm sort of fed up with this person. They've got too many issues. I don't want to play ball. Mm -hmm. And it's as if they want to buy litigation. So the hope is that you understand the good in terms of good for employers, the bad in terms of, did you really want to do that? And the oh my in terms of, seriously, this fact pattern just makes my skin crawl. Yeah. And wow. hopefully what they take away from that is a level of empathy for the people that they work with. Yeah, I love that. And now let's look at your Wednesday presentation, because I think that that, you know, anything you can do to try to increase retention for some of these organizations has got to be huge. So talk to me a little bit about that one. What are, what are the takeaways of that presentation? So that presentation I'm very passionate about. I, I sort of view the ADA, it's very nuts and bolts. This other one uh, that's on Wednesday is really taking the way in which everyone presumes as an employment lawyer, I would approach things and flipping it on its head. Interesting. So, and, and what I mean by that is this. Most folks look at employment laws, ADA, FMLA, FLSA, it's a bunch of an acronyms. And it's all about this crazy thought process of compliance. Like the most overused word in the HR space. That's not what it's about. It is a roadmap to help us help our employees get what they need, have them understand, look, we're here for one another. The better we do, the better we do. And really taking a look at those employment laws, appreciating what the parameters are and how you can better your business by sort of following the proverbial path rather than, oh my God, what do we do wrong? I, I think we got to go run or cut a check. Oh, yeah. 
<clears throat> I love that. That's a good th- They're going to be taking definitely some interesting points from that. Something different, hopefully, than what they've probably thought of it before. Exactly. Amazing. So any other things you want to leave our audience with? You know, you got the microphone here, you know, your expertise in the employment law. You know, ooh. Uh, what, what are your thoughts? Like, what, what, what do you think that HR leaders need to be watching out for? I think they need to be very unique in their view of the world. We can't look at whether you have 10 employees or 10,000 employees. We are truly at a point where the level of customization that we need to do in this space is at a, in a way that no one has ever anticipated before. I'm not sure everybody's really ready for, mm. but that's why the talk on the ADA makes so much sense right now because it is individualized. And most organizations want to be able to say, here's the cookie cutter approach. You know, you guys do some behavioral health stuff. And when you think about it, the challenge there is what each person needs is something different. <clears throat> and mm-hmm. that's where life gets hard because you, where, when you have issues, you try to figure out, well, how do I avoid it? Or how do I get past it? And if it's individualized in nature, it can be more challenging. And I'm really here to tell everybody, take the time to figure it out. It's better to spend a little bit up front to try and come up with those policies and the procedures that are going to allow you to engage with your employees rather than deal with them when they're complaining and filing litigation. Yeah. It's kind of like a don't take the one size fits all approach. Exactly. Look for how you can tailor it. Great advice. Love that. Well, Louis, it's been an absolute pleasure to have you on our show. Thank you so much for stopping by. It it has been my honor. Thank you so much. Thank you for joining us on Workplace MVP. R3 Continuum is a proud sponsor of this show and is delighted to celebrate most valuable professionals who work diligently to secure safe workplaces where employees can thrive.